Welcome back. It is April 14, 2017. I am Levi Griffin, and this is Word Today. All right, so today we're going to hit on a few things. We're going to hit on how to know if you are saved. 100% sure fire test. I almost called this destined for damnation, uh, just out of frustration. Have you ever tried to talk to someone about Jesus? And it seems like every time you go to talk to them about Jesus, they have a story about some Christian that they met. And that's why they don't want to be a Christian. Well, I knew a Christian one time who stole ice cream out of the ice cream shop. I can't be a Christian because Christians steal stuff. No, lady, Christians don't steal stuff. Your friend Mike just steals stuff. Uh, I knew a Christian, but he was rude. Uh, he had the, the Jesus fish on the back of his car and he just cut me off in traffic. Uh, so I can't be a Christian because Christians just cut you off in traffic. Seems like I, I spend more time talking to new Christians first, backing them up from positions where they feel, uh, they've been done wrong by some other Christian. So I wanted to just really address what, a, a three things. Let me tell you the three things I want to address in this. Uh, cause the title really doesn't describe well what I'm trying to get here. Uh, the three things I want to address is what is the definition of a Christian, of a biblical believer? What what does a, a true Christian, a true believer, I, I hate to use true, uh, but what does a believer look like? What does a Christian look like? What does it mean? What does it even mean? What's the definition, the biblical definition? The second thing I want to go into is what believers, new believers and potential believers, what their measuring stick for Christianity should be. What is what is my measuring stick as a believer or as a potential believer, as a new believer? What what is my measuring stick? What should I look like? What should I strive to be like? How do I know if I'm making the mark or am I missing the mark? That's the second thing I want to go over. The third thing I want to go over in our brief time together is what believers are saved and what believers are not saved. And I know that kind of may rub some of you the wrong way. You go, I thought all believers were saved. I thought Everybody, if you're a believer, you're saved, right? Didn't John say that? And then say that in the book of John so that everyone who believes should be saved? Well, I think it kind of says shall be saved or has the opportunity to be saved, I think is a more accurate translation. But I get where you're going with it. Believing in Jesus uh, has been taught to us as just having the faith alone. This is how your, your favorite preacher preaches you happy. He says just having faith alone saves you. That's all I need. I just need to love me some Jesus and I'm just going to be saved. I go to church once a week. Yeah, I lie, cuss and steal. But you know what? I love Jesus. I think Jesus loves me and I'm good. And that's what we're taught. Once saved, always saved. And that that should kind of that should throw up a red flag right there. That's kind of like saying you can eat breakfast and you never have to eat breakfast again for the rest of your life. You ate lunch once. You don't have to eat lunch. You ate dinner once. Like once you you've ate you never have to eat again. Well, in in a week, you're going to die. Uh, so you, what can you do once um, that's supposed to be sustaining? You can't drink water once and never have to drink water again. Uh, why, why do you believe that once saved, always saved? But anyway, we're going to address we're going to address some of these. We're going in today. Welcome to word today. All right. So first, let's 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 go over. What is a Christian? The word Christian was first used in Acts 11 at the church of Antioch. Let's, let's read Acts 11, verse 26. When he found him, he brought him back to Antioch. Both of them stayed there with the church for a full year, teaching large crowds of people. It was at Antioch that the believers were first called 
Christians. Now, what what does Christian mean? Well, it means you, you can break it down. Christ, Christian, Christian, and it means Christ-like or behaving as Christ is what the uh, the word Christian means. It means acting like Christ, behaving like Christ, walking as like Christ, doing the miracles that Christ could do. So Christian wasn't a title, people. I know today we use it as a title, right? We take something that is meant to be descriptive and we use it as a title. For example, believers. We use the word believers not as a description anymore, but as a title. We are Christians or we are believers where back then it wasn't meant as a title. It was meant as a description, kind of like saying he is a plumber. This person is an electrician. It's, it's that describes what they do. It, this person is trustworthy. It, we don't start calling them trustworthians. It's a description. This person is trustworthy. This person deals with electrician, electricity. This person deals with plumbing issues. So the word plumbers describes people that deal with plumbing issues. Let me tell you why that's so significant. The word Christian describes people who act and behave like Jesus. We've made this a from a descriptive, from an adjective, to a noun. Now, think about how ridiculous that really is. What if the word plumbers became just synonymous with people who believe they could do plumbing? Or if the word electrician uh, described people who just believe that they could do electricity? You'd never be able to flush your toilet again, and when you went to plug a lamp in, you'd electrocute yourself. Why? Because being an electrician and follow me here, I already feel that there are some people that that are goes that are uh, feeling like this is going to be a works based message. No, no, ma'am, no, sir. This isn't a works based message. This is to educate you on what your faith is. It's a shame that there's more Muslims that know about the Christian faith than Christians. They can tell you the heritage of what you believe better than you can. Right? The word Christian is a descriptive. Word. It means that these are people that behave and act like Christ. If we hired an electrician and say, hey, are you a licensed electrician? No, but I, I like the word electrician and I just feel like I could do it. So I'm just calling myself an electrician. No, it is a description. So realize the word Christian mean, uh, means biblically those that behave like Christ. Let's, let's, let's go on to Acts 26, 28. Agrippa interrupted him. Do you think you can persuade me to become a Christian so quickly? What did remember? This is not a title. This is an adjective. Do you, do you, do you think you can persuade me to behave like Jesus so quickly to act like Jesus so quickly to walk like Jesus so quickly kind of makes a little more sense now, right? The word Christian translates as like Christ, act like Christ, think like Christ, do miracles like Christ. It is a description, not a title. It describes people's behaviors. You don't just walk up and say, uh, I'm Latino. I'm black. I can't walk up and say I'm Latino just because I feel I woke up and I know we live in a generation where you can wake up and you can feel like a girl and say, I had to. I relate to girls today. You wake up and feel like a boy and say, you know, I identify as a boy today. 
But but that's not the reality of the situation. Just because you go along with I if I wake up, that happened with the NAACP. There was a white woman with dark skin, and she says, you know what, I'm black. She ended up having to resign. Now, that had nothing to do with her work performance, but she identified with something that she wasn't. I actually believe she should have stayed at the NAACP. She was great there. But she had built her case on a ticket that may not have been true. If I say, hey, I'm Latino, they say, okay, you're what country? Oh, like, no, 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 my, I'm, I'm from, I'm American. My, my roots are black American, but I identify as Latino today. People would think I'm ridiculous. People would think I'm ridiculous. Why? Because I'm, I'm describing myself to something that my heritage doesn't fit to. It's a description, not a title. So when people say Christian, you don't have the Bible even says you'll know them by their fruit. Don't listen to their words if they're Christian. Just watch them for a little bit. Watch their family for a little bit. Watch the people that hang around them for a little bit. The Bible says you'll know them by their fruit. Never go by what someone says. They can say anything. They're going to always try to put their best foot forward. But watch the people around them and watch their behavior. You can know them by their fruit. Now look at the people around them and then you can say, okay, yeah, they're a Christian. Because their fruit is Christian fruit. Their fruit is good. And you're not doing this to judge them and put them down, but you're doing this to have some discernment and some wisdom and know who, who you're associating with. Should you be ministering to this person or should you be under their tutelage? It's a description. Number two, what believers, new believers, potential believers, measuring stick for Christianity should be? Now that we know that being a Christian is a description of our behavior, not just a title we decide to call ourselves. Amen. If that hurt, just say, ouch. But, but now if we're believers, if we're a new believer or we're a potential believer, what should, what should our measuring stick? What should we compare ourselves to? Well, Romans 3, 21 through 25, uh, English standard version. It tells us, it says the righteousness of God through faith talks about the righteousness of God through faith. Verse 21 says this. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. Okay, so now we're thinking, all right, we just got to believe. Keep it moving, though. For there is no distinction for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Okay, so now he's saying, listen, people can't do it. And all are justified by his grace as a gift, Jesus grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, who God put forward as a propitiation by his blood. That means he died so you didn't have to. To be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. Here, Paul points out some amazing points. One, he says, listen, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. That means every human that you know on the planet has sinned and fallen short of the glory. Now, why is this significant? That means that when you go to tell me about, when I tell you about Jesus and you say, well, I knew a Christian and he lied to me once. And I'm going to say, well, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. Is that an excuse? No, baby, that's a reality. You tell me about the guy, well, I knew a Christian, he murdered somebody. It's okay, Moses murdered some people. It's all right. He murdered a guy. Well, I knew some, a guy who was supposed to be a Christian, but he didn't have a whole lot of faith. That's all right. Abraham slept with a woman that wasn't his wife after he spoke with God personally. And God calls him the father of the faithful. Why? Because God looks at 
what he put in us, which is the faith in Jesus, right? At that time with Abraham, it was faith in Jehovah God himself. But no man is righteous. Why do I say that? <clears throat> Excuse me, I'll say that for this reason. You cannot, your measuring stick is never another man. Your measuring stick, ladies, is never another woman. If you look at your Christianity and, Christianity and go, man, that guy has it down. I need to be like him. Or, oh, I'm better than them, so I must be good. Then you've already lost the race. Because the Bible says all have fallen. So the best guy you know is screwed up. The best guy you know, the best gal you know has fallen short. Your measuring stick can never be another person. 28, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory. So when you tell me, oh, I would be a Christian, but I know some Christians that are jacked up. Baby, every person on the planet is jacked up. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. There's nobody that walked on water but the man that walked on water. Amen? So that should never be your measuring stick. When I talk to you about Jesus, I shouldn't spend 20 minutes having to convince you that Jesus Christ is different than the people that follow him. That's what happens when you have a loving God. He opens his arms up to everybody, everybody. If he didn't, you wouldn't make it. He opens his arms up to everybody. So you can't go and say, hey, this guy was in prison and now he's a Christian. Yeah, baby, but you were just lying and sinning the other day yourself. And God loves you just as much as he loves the other guy. They're sitting in an exclusive club. He says, listen, believe in me and you can follow me. But you're following me. I'm your measuring stick. Walk as I walk. That's what Christian means. Christ-like. Talk like I talk. Walk like I walk. Don't ever look at someone else and think you're better than them. And now you feel like I'm righteous because they're sinful. Don't look at someone else and think you're less than them. Oh, I've, I'm screwed up. I can never get my life right like pastor them. Jesus says, no, 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 no. All have fallen short. Don't look at man. Look at me. I'm where your faith comes from. I'm where your grace comes from. John 14. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you are going. Jesus said, hey, man, I'm going somewhere. I'm going places, baby. Follow me. So how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father. No one can go to heaven except through me. Don't follow people. They are falling short. Follow me alone. I am the only measuring stick. I am the only way. I am the only path. If you tell me 500 Christians lie, steal, murder, rape, then I'm going to tell you, you know what? Those are 500 people that need Jesus just like you. You may not, may not steal, but maybe you lie. You may not lie, but maybe you're cheating on your taxes. You may not cheat on your taxes, but maybe you're cheating on your wife. We all have sinned, baby, and fallen short of the glory. That's why we can't look at each other. He says, you're looking at each other, then you're going to follow someone that's, you're going to follow someone that's fallen and be fallen just like them. Look at me. I am the way. Not I am a way which means there's more than one way. Not, not I am one of the ways, but I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. You want life? You want truth? You want the path? I'm the only way to get there. Last question. Last thing I want to answer. What believers are saved and which believers are not saved? How do you know if you're even saved? You can't follow people. You just learn that you can only follow Jesus. How do you know if you're saved or if you're not saved? Matthew 7, 21 through 23, New Living Translation. It says this, and it talks about the true disciples. It says, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my father in heaven will enter. Okay. Oh, ouch. 
On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we professed in your name and cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Jesus is pretty raw right here. He's uncut, point blank. That's why I like Jesus. He's a man's man. Jesus didn't beat around the bush. Jesus loved when it was time to love, but he was he was rough when it was time to be rough. He was a man's man. He kicked over tables. People paint Jesus as this hippie with long hair, with a heart on his uh, chest, holding up like two fingers. The Jesus I know when I read in the Bible, that brother's kicking over tables. He's chasing people out of synagogues with whips. He yes, he healed the blind eyes. He 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 made the the lame to walk, the mute to speak. So he he was compassionate, he was loving, but he's also real. When it was time to be real, he was real. When it was time to be rough, it was he was rough. And by real, I mean to the point. He said, "Listen, not everybody that calls out to me, Lord, Lord, not everybody that says I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, is going to heaven." He says, "Only those who actually." Do the will of my father. Some people have problem with that. Some people say, oh, now you're going off for works based works based. I'm saved by my faith, not by my works. Well, didn't the Bible tell you, uh, listen, faith without works is dead. And this is Jesus. What you mad at Jesus now? He says, not everybody who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, not everybody that says I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. It's going to heaven. But only those that act like a Christian Christian means is a behavior. Only those that. Do what my father says that talk like my father told him to talk, walk like my father told him to walk. Only those who fruit is ripe. Is the fruit ripe? Is the fruit ready to be plucked? Or is the fruit around you dying? Look at what's around you. Is death around you? Is all of those that are closest to you dying? That's your fruit, man. How is your fruit? I don't have to look at you. I can look at your fruit. And if your fruit rotten, I know that you're rotten. Get your fruit right. Not everyone who says, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will. Only those who are walking the walk. God doesn't care about your title. He cares about your behavior. Get it right. Love you guys. See you guys next time.